Yesterday was Thanksgiving, but can we start out with a Yo Mama joke? Yeah. It's seasonal appropriate. Did you guys have gravy yesterday? Stuffing? Turkey? Well, Yo Mama's so fat. She fell over, broke her leg, and gravy poured out! Woo! <laughs> what you say about my mama? I ain't seen nothing. Let's honor your mama. That you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Jesus. One thing you're going to find out real quick in the glory. Jesus is the same yesterday, Enoch, today, you, and tomorrow, your offspring. He's God and changes not. <sighs> I hear the Spirit say, breathe easy. Breathe easy, boy. Chill out. And thanksgiving shall be rest unto them. I know I got the microphone weight turned down. Hallelujah. You know why that? It's because we're playing gangster rap. Daft Punk times Drake in pre-bar. So we're a little funky and spunky. <laughs> kind of like that gay bar in Colorado Springs. They had a shooter who was non-binary. Rushed the place with a AR something or other. Too high to remember all the names. Ask me sometime when I'm backslidden if you can. Then I can list off all the names of pistols, machine guns, tanks, aircraft carriers, and go full ballistics. AR 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <laughs> Cartridge millimeter sizes, clips. Firing pins, semi-fully automatic anything in the glory. Right now, I, I can't even remember what my name is. I remember Jared was the name of David Bowie in the labyrinth. Though. Goblin King, my butt. I don't think the Lord liked that. Manhattan, man. 
That sounds like a nice place to retire, doesn't it? Manhattan. I'm looking for my next place. I like to go on Zillow. And just, you can put in anything over 45 million. And then just zoom in from bird's eye view. There's a library. Former library. Looks like the White House, only better. In Manhattan. I think they want 65 mil. Ooh, awfully quiet out there. I can hear your poverty spirit. That's a lot of tithes and offerings. It's a lot of tithes and offerings. When the thugs around Minneapolis asked me to get down, how can I get down? I know you get asked this a lot. How can I be down? That's what they say. They say, how can... Being down in the urban dictionary means how can I experience something new to be successful as you, dog? That's what it means. I said, you gotta give your whole heart to Jesus. Okay? Get filled with the Holy Ghost and then obey the Holy Ghost. And that's how you get down. And he said, okay. Just like that. He nodded like this. Okay. He knows it's true. Prison culture that you're living in. North Minneapolis, which is prison culture. There is an honor towards real Christianity. Do you know it? Yeah. More, a lot more honor in prison culture than there is in charismatic culture. Truth anyhow. There is more honor towards the Lord Jesus and real disciples in American prison culture than there is right now in the charismatic church amongst speaking in tongues Christians. Let that just be a slap in the face. Amen? Not a nice slap too. Mean, angry slap. Vicious it might leave a mark for a couple weeks. You might need a, to get bruised in the head. Jesus was so violent in his teaching. I know he taught from peace, but he said, gouge your eyeballs out. <laughs> and then he said, cut off your hands right afterwards because I didn't get it. They're like, maybe he's joking. Maybe this is just a parable. Maybe we can live Laodicean in our own brains and never change under the religious spirit. Maybe we don't have to conform to the image of God. We can just be fake. People think that way. Here comes another person claiming they have the truth and everyone says they have the truth. And all of a sudden this guy is claiming eyeballs and hands. And then he's doing awesome works to back it up including judgment where people are dying around him for disobeying like physical death and funerals everywhere people that were posers in the day of the messiah the wannabes the fakes they got crucified jesus didn't even mention it he expected it you understand church history 
We know about these people coming who claim to be the Messiah, claim to be anointed. 138 of them rose up out in the boonies of Israel. True story, paraphrase, but it's written in the Word. And they got completely slaughtered and sacked by Rome, and every single one of them crucified to death. You know that? That's a verse in the Bible now. <laughs> so think about that. I want you to meditate real long and hard on that. Fake, phony, soulish, religious wannabes in Jesus' first coming were all crucified to death before he did. He watched that judgment over every wannabe poser in Israel for 33 years. And the Lord's like, hey, now it's your turn. But he didn't do it as a fake. He did it as the righteous, the holy, and the elect. He did it as a perfect king of holiness. Woo! Big difference, isn't there? Now you get two animal brains looking at two crucified Jews on crosses. You probably can't tell the difference. A Roman soldier. You just look, here's a Jew hanging over here. Here's a Jew hanging over here. Big deal. We kill Jews every day. That's first century Roman occupation of Israel. Facts. Most common type of execution of the Roman Empire was crucifixion. It was not uncommon. It was normal life under Roman occupation that you would see dead people hanging on crosses all over the place. Which was a reminder, you better obey the law or you're going to end up like that kid over there because they do it to kids too. They do it to children. Everyone. Anyone disobedient, crucified. You don't even get a court case. Listen now. You don't have any rights. You're under Roman occupation. The only ones that had rights were the Roman citizens. Like Paul. Paul had Roman citizenship and he used it so he didn't get beat all the time. Isn't that good? Some of you are so religious, you're like, yes, just beat me so I can have more rewards. I come to Joel's bar to be beaten by Brandon so I can be a real Christian. You don't even have a clue, man. It's not about word whippings, word lashings, any of your animal understandings. It's about the Holy Ghost taking over your spirit and consuming your souls and minds to be of the divine kind disciples of the kingdom of heaven. Now that will come with the lion's roar and it will come with the lamb laying down with the lion. It'll come in ways where everyone says hurrays. Well, hallelujah. Hip, hip, hooray. So excited about the truth today. Coming out of the prayer closet openly gay. With that glorified personality. With a sense of humor. With some evidence that you understand in your spirit. And you're not just a soulish, wannabe, hypocrite, fake. Threading your own noose. People have so little fear of the Lord in American Christianity that you speak normal biblical realities to them. They think it's extreme. We've never heard a person talk like this. You know why? Because you've never lived real Christianity. You've never been around it and you've never done it because you've lived in the soulish realm of picking and choosing doctrines and teachings from the Bible that you can apply to yourself. 
right? That's what Laodicea is. Laodicea is the most diabolical system of Satan's sorcery against Christianity so that you're complacent, so that you're asleep, and you think you're in right standing with God by picking and choosing things that you can obey that's convenient to you. Like, I guess I can add that under my soul, but 95% of that radicalness I can't. You know why? You're Laodicean. You'll be lucky to go to heaven. You'll be lucky to have a life on earth. You'll be lucky to ever even taste freedom from demons your whole life. It's because of that picking and choosing of your nose. No, just kidding. Picking and choosing of teachings. But what I can apply to myself. Hallelujah. He's not mad at you. He loves telling you the truth to set you free. Gonna set you free like the Babylon bee. Uh-huh. The bee is free. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for setting our minds free from the sleep of death. <sighs> but I do get a, a word beating when I come to Joel's bar and they're like, I like it. You don't have the right attitude. See, for an angel, for even just a baby warring angel, there's no beating involved in it. It's just called talking. But if you are in some other dimension of your mind, if you are unrenewed in your mind and uncircumcised of heart, Philistine, which means Satan and his kingdom occupy your soul, yet you are so-called Christians, then speaking the communication of the lowest warring angels in the kingdom of heaven is offensive to your pride. I'm not talking even about higher, the lowest ranking warring angels of the kingdom of God the Father in heaven would offend you. That's how Laodicean it is right now. You want awakening? You can't have the sins of pride in your hearts. You can't have the sins of pride, the spirits of pride in your minds. You can't practice pride and be a Christian. You can't. I know it's tolerated when you were in gross darkness. I know when you were in false Christianity, everyone practiced the spirits of pride and they thought that was Christianity, which was the feces of religious demons. Apostle Paul called his former life as a Pharisee of Pharisees a manure pile, a pile of demonic feces literally multiple times in the New Testament because he's not exaggerating. He's not looking for a reaction. He's being crystal clear of what it is in the eternal realm of the Spirit. Amen. So we know how to practice poop. What we don't know how to practice is purity and presence. So we're going to get the poop out. What's poop? The human nature. Literally feces. Poop is practicing you or me or anything of humanity in this sewage of a false sea. 
the truth comes from above the sun where Jesus already won and is seated at the right hand of God over all the tower of Nimrod so that in that place there can be no facade there can be no deception only clarity because of the conquering of the flesh of the Jews that's his name now behold the king of the Jews what is written shall remain written where was Satan and his angels all the ranks and classes of demon gods all the class of principalities where were they defeated at the cross so the cross is boss with all of its sauce so you don't get tossed by doing your own thing ending up without a wedding ring because you're married to darkness to nothingness to phantoms and shadows and religious spirits that have no love for you or for God or for the apostolic and the prophetic of anything that advances the kingdom it is time to increase the divorce rate for your evil spirits it is time to increase the divorce rate of your spirit divorcing the realm of the flesh and the realm of the dead and the realm of the natural and the earthly and get so separated spirit from soul that you're heavenly with the angels all the time and you get so sanctified you get so set apart from the realm of the dead and the realm of sinners and the realm of human love and the realm of the manure pile of religion and rebellion that you're more at home around the holy angels than you are around the unholy dogs what's unholy dog uncircumcised flesh you read the bible dog is the term that jesus used for those who are uncircumcised of flesh no of heart and when the canaanite woman said i believe jesus we understand salvation comes from the jews even though i'm not jewish but because i'm jewish of heart which means circumcised of heart she receives salvation that's what the bible teaches jesus was operating in sovereignty over the whole universe and this person who is not externally religious called upon the mercy of the messiah knowing that he's king of the gentiles the greeks and the jews and he had mercy on her because she knew the nature of god that wasn't just the pharisees interpretation of the torah it was god is love god is merciful and because i'm real and not fake he will have compassion when i prove and pass the test when he tested me it is not right to give the children's bread to dogs he said to the canaanite woman amen is it right today what is christianity do you understand that laodicean christianity is dog food dog food and they actually have contempt and animosity towards the table of jesus 
and the table of the bride of the Lamb and the marriage feast of the Lamb and the purity of the kingship and the royal regalness of heavenly Jerusalem, city of kings, city of lords, city of those who bear the Father's image perfectly. There's a contempt and an animosity towards that reality of that royal race. So the Bible says you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation under God, Israel, the real Israel of the King of Israel, Jesus Christ. I know those who say they are Jews but are not, but are a synagogue of Satan, says the Lord Jesus Christ in the red letters of Revelation 2 and 3. It's not anti-Semitic, it's just Jesus, King of the Jews, loving everyone to get rid of sorcery, religion, practicing of Solomon's wisdom, <laughs> practicing of the lights without God's will, practicing of wandering stars, and doing your own thing and calling it God. In God we trust, but you're in the truth of knowledge of good and evil, serving Satan as God in ignorance. Come on now. Don't step on toes. We're going to cut him off. Cut him off. You need to change your walk. Hallelujah. Hacksaw Henry. I like the part of the movie where they, they bar the doors and then the lights go out and they release the werewolves. Oh God. It was a ritual to sacrifice all the human beings to the werewolf's belly. Listen man. Christianity should be the same thing only Jesus Christ the Lion of the tribe of Judah is a much fiercer beast than any werewolf. I mean... If you're around the Lion of Judah, which is the chief warring king of Israel and all of his warring angels, you're a certain way. You're not intimidated by thugs. You're not intimidated by killers. You're not intimidated by gangsters or counterfeiters of money. You're not intimidated by crack fiends. You're not intimidated by nothing. You're not intimidated by businessmen in suits. You can go in any dimension you want. If you're the real deal and you're tested on every level of your armor, and the line of the tribe of Judah gets formed in you, you have boldness with everyone, and it's not a boldness of the flesh. It's not a boldness of the soul. It's not a confidence that, oh, you wouldn't hurt little old me. You know, you big tough thing, you. And it's not some kind of stupid David and Goliath wannabe thing. It's God formed in you because you're around God all the time. See, one thing people don't know when they're bewitched and all of you are bewitched to a certain degree. Truth, anyhow. One thing you don't realize when you're bewitched is the union with the Holy Spirit, the Lord of Spirits, in your spirit, and how much of Him is really in there, and how much of the treasury of heaven is in there, how much of the armory of heaven is in there, how much of the potential possibility of God the Father's nature is in there. See, unbelief or the lack of the renewing of our mind has us living in counterfeits all the time. The antimony of Satan, the false pearl throne, the false mother of pearl. It looks like pearl. It looks like sanctification. It looks like rewards. It ain't. It's Satan 100% of the time. When it's the real mother of pearl, it's invincible in battle. It's invincible in combat. In Hebrew, mighty God, that's the name of Jesus Christ, which means invincible energy and warfare. If you go out here and you're walking in the presence and the power of God with your angels in right standing on your left shoulder and your right shoulder, 
and you confront anyone at the bus stop, at any corner in North Minneapolis, at any corner in Phillips neighborhood, South Minneapolis. You can walk through Mogadishu over here. That's what they call the West Bank. Police officer told me one time, Minneapolis, yeah, we worked with the police, hallelujah. There's about 99% of things you don't even know about me. The police officer told me one time, he said, Brandon, you could pull over any teenage Somalian in Minneapolis and guaranteed 100% of the time find a gun. That's what he said. Cop, now. You could pull over a teenage Somalian. I'm talking about little gangster Somalian now, not like the girls that are like you barely see and stuff. You could pull over a teenager Somalian and 100% of the time in that area you will find a gun. It's just common fact. That's what the cops all know from experience on the force for years and years and years and years. It's just like Mogadishu around here and the Christians need to be like special forces. Amen? That's the standard of just barely surviving like a righteous man scarcely saved or barely saved. You are barely saved in Minneapolis, Minnesota right now. I know it might be harder in some places, probably Queensbridge, New York. It's harder in Baltimore. It's harder in some areas of Atlanta. I'm not even saying we're the worst. Southside Chicago is a thousand times worse. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is to make it here, and I'm talking to people here and there and everywhere, to make it, you need special forces. If a righteous man is barely saved, what shall become of a unbeliever? Righteousness is a level of being resurrected, being wrapped in the sun, inside and out, and practicing solar righteousness for the sun warring through your spirit against the shadows all around you all the time. And I'm walking in that. And I'm barely saved. Truth anyhow. A righteous man is barely saved according to the book of Hebrews. So when you begin practicing the realm of overcomers, you have such an awe and a fear of God, a healthiness in your eyes, because you can see Satan's ability clearly from up here, and you understand the ability of righteousness, and you understand the ability of sorcery. And it's not just you sitting there in your white picket fence with your opinions and ideas, judging the teachings without any experience like total damned fools. It's actually people out here doing the works of the Father, doing the works of the Lamb of God, doing the good, holy works of the Holy Ghost with the Holy Ghost, with a heart after God's own heart for the development of their inner man to overcome their outer man and to overcome all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life, and being successful in it, like real disciples in the USA, in Europe, and first world nations today. Amen. You know what we need in these first world nations? Disciples. Now, we have people that listen and try. There's no doubt about it. I don't doubt your sincerity. I doubt your faith and ability in the development of your angel. Because it's pitiful. It's not healthy. It's not mature. Most of us aren't even where we should be in the Lord all the years that we've been born again. Now understand the standard of Corinthians, okay? I'm going to help you now. I'm not just here to tear down of demons. We'll do that too. Tear down the sin and the complacency. 
tear down the deception. We're going to build up your spirit. Two edges. One tears down the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The other builds up the tree of life. So let the one edge build up your spirit and the other edge tear down all that is demonic that penetrates your brain. It must be torn down today. You have to tear down the Tower of Babel. You have to tear down religious spirits. You have to tear down strongholds, cultures. You have to tear down everything about your human nature. Not optional. It's basic. That's basic salvation. Like, you're not even close to righteousness when you say yes to that level. That's how backslidden American Christianity is. It is to the standard of the Apostle Paul in the book of Corinthians. Truth in In the book of Corinthians, we might read it, we might not. But you need to read it in your own time. First and Second Corinthians. Spend some time in the Word understanding the Apostle Paul discipling the earth and their culture and their belief systems and all the animal out of their spirit, soul, mind, and strength. Because that's what love does. Love destroys what's killing you. Love is higher than prophecy. Prophecy will help your spirit because you get promises, you... We all need promises. It keeps us going. Moses brought promises constantly in the wilderness. Why? Because it keeps them motivated and moving, following the cloud by day, following the pillar by night. You need promises. Encourage yourself always in the Holy Spirit, building your spirit up in the most holy faith. It is written, rejoice always. Again, I said rejoice, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So you're always encouraging yourself in the Lord, not in the soul, not in the flesh, not in the demon, not in culture, not in complacency, not against the sword. The sword is the encourager. What's the sword now? Soldiers? Every boy and girl is a soldier here. You're born again into an army, the army of the living God. What is it? The sword is the word. The Word of God is a two-edged sword, sharper than any weapon of warfare that we mentioned previously, talking about gang activity. It's better than all the munitions of Russia. Switzerland has some awesome technology. Russia, China. China, they got stuff now that they're releasing on the news like, man, invisible fighter jets flying eight times faster than the speed of sound and crap. It's not a good time to be in the realm of the dead with your head caught in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. People's hearts will fail for fear in the coming days. You can live in this light that the sons of God are bringing temporarily and think you're alright, but the time will come when you need to have your own light and your own spirit by the sacrifice of your own soul and mind, and you won't be able to just use my covering as an excuse. You'll have to have your own fruit. You have to have your own foliage, your own leaves. The old tree of life grown up in you by eating the word and obeying it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength unto God the Father's pleasure in, in Zion, serving the true mother of pearl without any of the fake antimony, which is the flaky wannabe mother of pearl that so many Christians serve in the second heavens thinking they're serving God. That's why I have continuous lying visions and lying dreams and lying signs and wonders because it's all just second heaven star magic of Satan's kingdom that just 
deceives them more and more and more and more that they're right with God and they never even got past the tree of knowledge. They're in the wrong kingdom. Satan's kingdom has a whole charismatic church in it. The Bible teaches that Jezebel calls herself a prophet. This is a high-ranking principality that has consumed the majority, not the minority, the majority of the charismatic church. And there's only a few elite prophets in the earth right now that are not even under her false wings, her pale, white, demonic light. In all the charismatic church, there's only a few that are not under Jezebelic influence, but sometimes they actually are. And I've seen it many times, and I don't want to break your hearts, but it's everywhere, everywhere out there. The standard is very low. We have a standard that rejects a lot of the higher, more advanced teachings of Christianity that Jesus taught, that Paul taught, that John on Patmos taught, and there's a lot of soulishness, there's a lot of terrible, terrible food out there that's really causing the soldiers of the armies of God to be ill-prepared for the enemy that's trying to incarcerate and murder you and enslave you in this generation through immorality and idolatry, which is religiosity. If the soul is not sacrificed in the mind and all the pride of the heart daily on your own cross, you're not making progress whatsoever. You're not even growing. The enemy lets you think you're growing once you come into mystic teaching, mystic mysteries, sacred secrets, the mysteries of righteousness. You could read the book of Enoch for the next 80 years and never grow because it's just in soul. You have to sacrifice your soul for the seven spirits of God who is the Lord of spirits to be your glorified souls. In, in this way, when the seven spirits of God are your new creatures in Christ's souls, which means your feelings, your thoughts, and your will, meat is no longer offensive. Warriordom is no longer offensive. Warring angel speech is no longer offensive to your fallen angel pride. It actually becomes encouraging, refreshing. It becomes purifying. People can watch us. Half these false brethren watch it and they say, you're abusing the sheep. Well, if you want to keep them sheep forever, just be lukewarm. Out of my sheepfold, I'm going to raise David's, which is mighty warriors, because unless you have an apostolic church, which are David's, you're not meant to stay sheep. These bad pastors in America would keep you sheep forever. Sheep is not the standard here. What does the Bible say? The least of them will be as David and the greatest as God the Father himself. It is written. What you want in your state of American Laodicean complacency being ruled over by the clergy is to stay sheep because they're manageable, they're manipulatable with easy doctrines, elementary doctrines used in manipulation to keep everyone sheep. Truth, anyhow. So when you start to teach things that are more medium level, not even advanced, medium level, pastors get nervous. Haven't you seen how pastors get nervous around Red Letter Ministries? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. They have the hardest time with this ministry because these pastors will literally be cut off prematurely if they quench the growth of the sheep to becoming Davids in this day. Many of these pastors will just be terminated by angels, struck down and destroyed. 
That's how pastors get annihilated. Judge, because you're not allowing the sheep to become Davids. Every Christian goes from sheep to David. It's not just the apostle like the demon-possessed pastor told you so he could stay in control over you forever with your tithes and your offerings. And of course, they manifest around here. Why? Because we're taking out the whole system. The whole system will be flushed down the toilet. It's garbage. You're going to have the apostolic expression of Christianity in its truest form before Jesus returns for decades. And people are just now hearing a fresh kingdom gospel without mixture, and it astonishes them, it offends them, but it surprises them, and there's a joy for the spirit and a sorrow for the soul. It's almost bitter in the mouth and sweet in the belly. Amen? Which means, like, this is good teaching, but I understand it's going to cost me my entire Christian perspective to be changed into Christ's perspective. The seven eyes that require the whole soul being burnt up and terminated from its animal forms. Birds, beasts, and reptiles bearing the image of high-ranking principalities, low-ranking powers and thrones and dominions, just not image-bearing the God-sperm genetics on your face, image-bearing the fallen angels and then making excuses and covering up and condemning anyone that exposes you. Isn't that what they do? True light comes in the world. They hated the light because it exposed their works as darkness. John chapter 1. Because what it does is expose what's covering your spirit right now and it ain't God. It's Satan and you need deliverance. And so if you lay hands on your belly and get your spirit built up, layer upon layer of the onion, layer upon layer of pride will peel off your spirit and your spirit will reveal the true form of godliness the true form, the uprightness of righteousness, the uprightness of Jesus Christ's justice, and the sword of the Spirit will carve you out like a turkey on Thanksgiving dinner. Amen. See, I like Thanksgiving every day. What does the Bible say? They rest not because Thanksgiving is the rest. It is written. Every day Thanksgiving. Every day we're just a big turkey. You're just a big turkey. So my Uncle David used to always say, and before he give us the 99er, yeah, big turkey. Okay, Psalms 97, God rules over some. Nope. God rules over all. Some of you dimwits think that you got me figured out. A Psalm of David... When his kingdom was established, Yahweh now reigns as king. You can't even hear me because your pride was insulted. You're just distracted. I can feel that. What do you call me? Dim wit, which means your wits are dimmed by sin. Because I love you, I tell you the truth, you're dim-witted. We want you to be very, very bright, Shekinah, bright, sun-witted. Amen. Yahweh... Someday will reign as king. Now! Now! Yahweh reigns as king. Now! Let everyone rejoice. His rule extends everywhere, even to distant lands. Even North Minneapolis, Queensbridge, New York, 
Even Southside Chicago? Even Watts, Los Angeles? Yes, even Mogadishu. Mogadishu, Somalia, where we're gonna volunteer Shadrach and RLM Africa to go plant a church in downtown Mogadishu. But we're raising support for bulletproof vests. <laughs> Amen. And we have a pistol, so but we're gonna need machine guns. So if you want to give into that, just write it in the notes in your offering tonight. We'll, we'll plant one downtown Mogadishu. Amen. With the Navy SEALs or something. It'll be awesome. But we need, a, we need Trump elected as president too to make it happen. So make sure you vote red. Let everyone rejoice except you. His rule extends everywhere except your own little situation. Because it's too hard for God because uh, unbelief and the traditions of men nullify the power of the word of God. So no, none of this ever works for me. It just works for believers. Even to distant lands and the islands of the sea. I'm in Psalms 97, the Brian Simmons translation. Let them all be sad. I just saw a big blue angel fact. Our camera angel man is laughing. Everyone's a catcher. Revival. You make the angels laugh. Revival break out in here. Everyone's a catcher. Don't let them crash their teeth out. They don't have dental insurance. Let them all be glad. Clouds both dark. I even saw a spider move a little bit on the beanbag. His comfort increased. I saw that. He knows I'm talking about him too. Clouds both dark and mysterious now surround him. His throne of glory rests upon a foundation of righteousness and justice. All around him burns a blazing glory fire consuming just the little imp demons. <laughs> Consuming just little Christian problems. Consuming all Egyptian necromancy. Consuming all the sins of man's spirit and woman's spirit, which is sorcery. At every level of every degree of sorcery. 33 degrees of sorcery, all of them of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all the way to the gates of the third heaven. Do you believe it? All around him burns a... Now, when you say all around him burns, think God inside-minded. So, that way, everything in you gets burned out of the enemy. So the only thing inside you that remains is the burning one. The man of fire of the mountain. And then the mountain of fire rises in your heart, which is the government of the kingdom of heaven. Then the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven will be revealed to you. And the secrets of righteousness as the mountain lifts you from glory to glory. Because he's in you and he burn, he's burning and blazing in glory fire consuming all of his enemies in your spirit. 
in your heart, in your mind, and in your bones and marrow. And that includes all your organs, because you got to take those with you, otherwise you're dead. Make sure you take your organs with you on the mountain. Otherwise it's like Herod's disembowelment day. One of my favorite verses in the book of Acts. And the angel struck him, and his bowels poured out, and worms ate him. That's the kind of judgment that makes my mouth water. I like that kind of stuff. You know, that guy just killed James, Apostle John's brother. Christians are so stupid nowadays, they'd be like, Oh, pray for Herod. Pray for Herod. You're not very loving. Well, hallelujah. That's about where they're at. Yep. Amen. Jesus said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. Herod. Beware of the leaven of Herod. And you're like, That's why I don't vote. You're an idiot. It has to do with satanic government of fallen angels. When David Hogan preached in Congress, he said, You'd be shocked how many born-again, speaking-in-tongues politicians are in the U.S. Congress. It's like heaven and hell in there, but the Christians are so stupid, they're like, I'm just done and I won't have anything to do with it, and so you just let wicked people rule over you forever. <laughs> and then make excuses where I have nothing to do with Herod, because I don't understand anything of the teachings of Joel's bar, I just interpret it through my brain like an animal, and then self-justify and have no fruit to show for it. That's what happens. Because of a lack of transfiguration of the actual soul, the soul interpretation, individual interpretation of prophecy, is why you're still cursed. You have to give up individual interpretation of the word and just burn your soul clear so that Jesus, in your spirit, interprets his word his way. Jesus. And your interpretation doesn't there anymore. Like your soul doesn't oppose Christ. Your mind isn't hardened. Your mind isn't poisoned from drugs. Your brain is not loopy. Your brain is not stupid and snoopy. Your brain is not poopy. Amen? Your brain is white. White stones with new names on it. I will write my name on their foreheads. You know, it's pretty obvious when the name of the Father is written on someone's forehead. Why? Because they act just like the Father all the time. Christians don't act anything like the Father. Christians don't even act like Jesus written on their forehead. They'll have an external show, but what are they like when they're private, when they're secret, when they're alone? What are the thoughts and intentions of your heart when there's no one around? We need Jesus written on our forehead. We need our minds renewed to Christ in our spirit and realize the glory and erase our names on our forehead. It's the pride of your own name and your own ego. And all kinds of people say, we don't have an ego. Listen, not having an ego is only possible by the name of the Lamb of God written by angels upon your brain. Angels, write the word upon your mind. Who are the administers of Moses? Angels. Acts 7, it is written. How much more in the perfect new covenant? Who helps you inherit salvation? Angels help you. 
ministering spirits sent to help you inherit salvation are you allowing the holy innocent angels to write the name and the word of god on your hearts and minds are you resisting still the holy angelic realm which is resisting the holy spirit the glory of the holy spirit is the angels the gospel of luke says it's written in the bible the glory of the holy spirit that leads you to the glory of jesus is the glory of the angels holy innocent angels that have no grid for any impurity for any religiosity they don't even understand what you're talking about when you're in darkness and they never will because they'll never sin because they obey god you have to be around that company to even rise out of the dirt into the secret stairway of the sky which is like first interior castle into the second interior castle truth anyhow to get off the earth in the first interior castle the first stage of sanctification the first step of purification requires angels changing your hearts jesus only preached towards the heart what does the apostle paul say my entire apostolic ministry is to preach to awaken hearts because the whole dna nature of the identity of the person has to switch from animal to angel and if you don't have that yet in the foundation of your born again new creature in christ's nature your whole christianity even joel's bar and even mysticism and even enoch is worthless to you because you'll apply it to your soul and you actually become more and more diabolical you actually go into the seven mountains of the fallen angels and then think they're the seven mountains of enoch and think you're in zion and you become the biggest enemies of jesus christ who ever lived that's what happens satan's kingdom is a direct counterfeit of god's kingdom and most of you can't tell the difference between the two because you're too immature as seers because you haven't purchased eyes salve to see i mean to see clearly the two different mountain ranges one that goes the seven heavens the one that ends in the second heaven it's totally fake and they both have seven mountains it's written in enoch the only way you can see is if you're above the sun and have been fully slain and crucified spirit soul mind and strength with the lamb of god and there's no more self remaining in you in the name of jesus and the name of heavenly jerusalem is written on your forehead but the name of the father is not yet but is beginning to be that's the only way and i know there's no one in this audience that is there except rebecca none of you it's true that this name be written on your forehead to discern between two kingdoms that under the sun look exactly the same that's why they have all these options out here brandon your way is not the only way my way is the only way because it's not my way it's the way of enoch and jesus christ and every apostle and prophet that was before me if you disobey this teaching and go search something else for itching ears you will end up in that other kingdom it's true people say it can't be it is true it is very very clear that these mountains are made of gemstones and the center mountain appeared as the throne of god and went up in height 
all the way into the heavens and looked as pearl. It looked pearl. It looked like the throne of God. That's what Enoch said. And none of you are walking in the same righteousness as Enoch. And Enoch himself testified and said, It looks like the throne of God. The archangel had to tell him, No, Enoch. That's the throne of Lucifer. And there were mountains of fire underneath the mountains of gemstone. So they think that's the fire of God. I think our church is on fire. We're in revival. We have the throne of God. We have the fire of God. We even have gemstones. Wow. Signs and wonders. Every single high charismatic thing, every glory stream thing, is perfectly counterfeited in Satan's second heaven and earthly kingdom. Yeah, they have gemstones on their mountains. Three of them are gemstone and three of them are fire. And the center mountain looked like the throne of God, but it was made of antimony, which was fake pearl. Plaster, it was, and it's fake. But from a distance, if you don't have eyesight, if you're not advanced as a seer, which means you're not in the head of the body yet, the head of the body is only seers. Always has been, always will be. And if you're not a seer yet, developing God's sperm genetics in your spirit to see, God wants everyone to be seers. As you rise, the seer, Jesus, rises in you, and you shall all see as seers. And your seeing will be bigger and bigger and bigger until you see clearly as God the Father sees. And that'll take most of you 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Truth and yeah. Because that's the only reason why you're on earth is to learn to be like God. If you think developing the seer is just going to be an overnight microwave phenomenon, you'll get discouraged and, Oh, I really tried. I obeyed everything you said. I went through the glory university and didn't work for me. What else is working for you? Is there anything that we're here to do other than to be sanctified and ascend in holiness in the likeness of Christ fully formed in us and completely dissolve our selfish, soulish, diabolical Adam and Eve nature and burn off the grave clothes and the old wineskin and all the types and forms and shadows of Satan's counterfeit kingdom where most of you are still living in huge parts of your soul, even spirit, and mind, and body. And you're just in denial. Well, God wants you engrafted into the real deal, and it will take a different diet that Laodicean Christianity is opposed to. And the pastors of Laodicea hate Red Letter Ministries. Oh, they hate us so much. Our disciples of the kingdom of heaven are continuously messaged by the people of Laodicea. Yeah, every day. They send me screenshots of what these pastors, full-time ministers, and their dogs, the sorcerers and dogs of Satan's false charismatic church under that antimony center mountain, under the throne of Lucifer, which is full of light. It's full of glory now. That's full of glory. Second heaven's glory. But it's false stolen second heaven's glory. But there's a ton of it. There's so much of it that they even have three mountains of fire. That is a lot of stolen light. 
That's why it's so hard for even the leaders who mean well to not be deceived because they don't have Enoch's level of wisdom yet. You know what level of wisdom it's going to take to lead this exodus through the heavenlies? Enoch's. I mean, it's a basic standard. Enoch, before you even have Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's wisdom is superior to Enoch's, but you'll have to go through Enoch's wisdom to get to Jesus Christ's wisdom. Because he's the head of days, and Enoch's getting you up through the restoration of the days into the head of days. <laughs> Glory. And so, we don't really have leadership that even knows Enoch very well. We have people that... We need to instill it as scripture. There are people that are pioneering it out there. We bump heads with them all the time. And they're wonderful saints that have callings and destinies to reintroduce these books of the Bible back into the Bible that were taken out by the Luciferians of the Roman Catholic Church and the Luciferians of the Protestant Church. Because there's a lot of Lutherans, there's a lot of Baptists, there's a lot of Pentecostals, there's a lot of Christian leaders that are heavily, heavily involved in sorcery and even professionally trained in sorcery. The last time I read statistics, and you can Google stuff like this, what percentage of American pastors are Freemasons? It's just a real easy, really, Google search to do. 33%. One out of three U.S. pastors is a member of a Freemason Lodge. Not saying that they're all as smart as King Charles in sorcery or as skilled as Buckingham Palace in the Grand, Grand Lodge of the 33 of the Scottish Rite of London, England. Of, you know, the Red Dragon's bloodlines who introduced sorcery 500 years ago into Imperial England and then spread it out as they conquered all the First World Nations including Hong Kong and riding into China and Asia. All the nations have systems of sorcery, and its roots are in a London dungeon, in the London underworld. It's true. And that double-headed dragon under the city of London. And those roots are the roots of all evil, the love of money. And that's the tail and the head of the red dragon. And it goes up to the top of the second heavens, and it goes down into the core of the earth. And Satan does have a kingdom. And it kills, steals, and destroys. It incarcerates, it turns everyone into dogs. And there's millions and millions of spirits that are zealous for this kingdom to sacrifice their fellow citizens of different nations, of all nations, to get ahead in the seven mountains and the center mountain of the throne of Lucifer. Okay? So that's called Babylon the Great. Heavy stuff. Now it's light and easy. Now we get over here in the throne of Jesus Christ called the throne of the Lamb. And it's like the throne of the Lamb. That weak Christian stuff. That's eh, because you're not God inside minded. Once you get into the throne of the Lamb and understand Jesus, the cross, the gospel, the prophetic, the apostolic, and true love, you become more powerful than any sorcerer in Babylon. You become Daniel 5.11, masters of magicians over Babylon. And you can do it. God has anointed you with the anointing of Jesus in you. And if you develop the God sperm part of you, the 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any person's in Christ, he's a 
new creature part of you. The old has passed away in spirit, and the new has come forth in spirit. Therefore, since spirit is the heart of hearts, your heart should be new constantly, and your mind should be new constantly, unless, of course, Satan has bewitched you. And I know he has, because the potent sorcery bewitched everyone it has written for this generation. So you have to cleanse your heart out of your heart of hearts, which is your angel's heart. Your spirit's heart is the very heart of God the Father in the third heaven, the source of our holiness and the source of our wisdom and the source of our power and dominion and authority and might and the source of our righteousness is God the Father's very heart. We're not living in the days of Isaiah. Isaiah longed to live in our day. We don't get the fiery tongues on the outside. We get the whole realm of the fiery coals on the inside the day you're born again. The least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. The least in the new covenant is greater than the greatest of the old covenant, Jesus Christ. We quote that, but we don't really know that. Now we're going to know that, flow in that, glow in that, and reveal it to others in simple teaching where they can have it working in their spirit in an outpouring of its power and light and true fire, which is true light. True fire destroys false fire. In Laodicea, the seventh church of the book of Revelation, which is America right now, false fire is the arch nemesis of true fire. It persecutes true fire. Very few, the remnant of the remnant of the remnant, it's the remnant of the glory stream that I'm talking to right now. And we get people from all different levels. They don't. Come, they come in here and just like they don't understand anything. They have zero wisdom, just total carnal apes. But some people come in here because they've been doing it right on the inside, growing from glory to glory at the sacrifice of their soul and their mind, carnal worldly wisdom, and false Laodicean Christianity, even overcoming charismatic Jezebel activity. Some of you have come in through the sheep gate, and you're in here legitimately. Others of you are clueless. Either way, you're gonna die. As you find your cross, then you begin to fly. Because all the fears in you get annihilated, so you're free to come off the earth into the heavenlies. In Jesus' name. And there'll be nothing in your brain that shuts down His mighty name. Mountains shall melt away like wax in a fire when the Lord of all the earth draws near. Heaven's messengers preach righteousness. And people everywhere see his glory in the sky. Remember now, what's righteousness? The Bible tells you, hating wickedness. Righteousness is hatred towards shadow forms. Hating that seven mountain counterfeit of the true seven mountains of the seven spirits of God and the seven interior castles of God. Amen? Hating wickedness, hating the thief, of external lights that deceive, hating the false Luciferian throne that pretends to be the throne of Jesus in Laodicean Christianity. Hallelujah. We hate that throne. We hate the devil. Therefore, we love the Lamb. You cannot love Jesus and not hate Satan. If you love Jesus, you will automatically, to the measure you love him, hate wickedness. You can always tell the fake flakes 
by their false love towards the wicked. Don't you just weep for them? Don't you just feel so bad for the sinners? Oh, don't you just pray, pray, pray? They want you to submit to the throne of Satan. They don't want you to get into the throne of Jesus and bring judgment. They want to castrate you from your very spirit that brings judgment if you were to ever develop it out of your belly will flow rivers of judgment like it was in the days of Noah. But instead of that, you walk in false love and tolerate the persons of the wicked. Therefore, the foundations of Christianity are out of order. We don't even have foundations down here. Foundations of the kingdom of heaven. I know most of you listening in this, in this audience don't even have kingdom foundations in your bellies. I know you don't. The foundation is a hatred from your spirit, the new creature, towards all the sins they do in spirit to try to manipulate you into being kind to them, to being kind to sin. If you're kind to sin, you have opened the door for all that darkness to come into you and oppress you. And you're just feeling bad because God told me to love people. He didn't tell you to participate with them. He didn't tell you to not judge wickedness. You have to be stern. I'm ministering to thugs this week. If I had any of that false Christianity, I might be shot in the head. Half the dumb crap you people do, you'd be murdered around real killers. Because it's so fake and phony. And it's a mercy that you're in your white picket fake fences of Laodicea. Otherwise, you'd be shot to death. But when you get real and you start saving people, it's going to take rigid righteousness that hates sin, wickedness, that hates all that crap, and you're not going to put a little blankie around someone and be like, it's okay, it's okay, and feel bad for them. Like a flake, you're going to blaze through them with the seven spirits of God and deliver them from shadows and burn up their DNA and burn up their earthliness and actually strike Satan on the head and every demon inside these people be driven out of them when you're walking in the real fire of the mountains of the living God. Come on! The fire of God is judgment. Now the fake fire out here is false love. And it's anti-judgment. That's how I know you are fake Christians. That you are not disciples and you don't even like Jesus and you don't even tolerate Jesus' disciples where we're at right now at a level of righteousness which means barely saved externally. Doesn't mean that you're not totally saved on the inside. You're totally hollowed out, holy unto the Lord, through, through, through and through on the inside. But on the outside, barely saved as you've witnessed this last year in Red Letter Ministries which almost none of you can understand because you're not even close to the same level. You just sit there and judge and make up opinions and talk behind our backs and disobey your leaders of the whole world because you yourselves have not walked in the narrow way. So you just gossip and slander about it and make up ideas about it because you have no actual wisdom with no actual experience. And that's exactly how it is out there. And so once you all that stuff gets punished and judged out of all that is false in everyone, in this ministry, around this ministry, and all the families associated with this ministry get totally judged, cleansed with a righteous judgment of crystal clear fire from the throne of the Lamb of God in this cross, crucifying all your lukewarmness and false love to death so that Jesus can actually come up from your spirit 
and start living through your sacrifice, circumcised hearts and minds, then there will be a fellowship. Then there will be an understanding through the cross, through your obedience to the Holy Spirit, through your yieldedness to a God you're way too familiar with and barely even know. It's true, that's where we're at. We have gotten so familiar with Holy Spirit things that the fear of the Lord is impossible for some of you. Even if Gabriel the Archangel materialized in here, you would have no fear of God. That's how calloused many Pentecostals are right now. How stubborn the sorceries of the kingdom of Satan that appears to be heaven has hardened your minds and hardened your hearts against the glory of the angels of the Holy Spirit. We need to be tenderized. We need to soften our hearts and soften our minds and become children again. You enter the kingdom like little children. Amen. Do you stay little children? Yes. You'll always be a child of the Father, even in adulthood, even at the level of Enoch. Every prophet I know that's gone to heaven has said Enoch is the happiest person in heaven. Yeah. When you overcome that level of death, just check your personality all the time. Is it the level of joy of Enoch? You got all kinds of depression, all kinds of lies growing in your flesh and your soul. Your spirit is not transfigured because you have not seen the Lamb in all of His resurrected glory. Only in seeing Jesus in all of His glory is the only substance the New Testament says transfigures your spirit. If you are to become an apostolic people, as you go from sheep to David, every single one of you, you'll begin to see the Lord of glory. And when you see the Lord of, Lord of glory, your spirit will transfigure. And the transfiguration of your spirit will bring revelation into the hardness of your hearts, and then sanctification will really begin really begin oh i thought i was already doing it you thought wrong you think you're way higher than you are we do we think we're at the level of enoch you're not even close man you just started reading enoch let alone experiencing any of it truth anyhow we are so spoiled rotten in this microwave society that when we're introduced to mysticism we just expect to get it as quick as Amazon Prime delivery. You are an Amazon Prime Christianity. It's going to cost you everything it cost Enoch, which was his family, his friends, his entire earthly nature, his time on the earth. He was set apart for decades and decades and decades with the angels to be enculturated in angelic culture until the angelic is more normal to you than the animal and when the angelic is normal to your soul and your mind then the animal will be bizarre to you then you'll be in rigid righteousness and judgment to the animal forms of bearing the image of birds beasts and reptiles which we think is for the non-christians but it's actually you charismatic flakes bearing the image of the birds beasts and reptiles the glory stream still bears the image of birds and reptiles and beasts and i say that because i love you and it's true only above the sun can you even see the image bearing on the countenance and they look at they'll screenshot joel's bar 
when I'm dealing with the bitterness of these souls attacking me through all the unrighteousness of their souls and they'll apply the word coming out of my angel to me because they're so hypocritical out there. That's how bad it is. It's always someone else that's usually your deliverer who comes in a greater wisdom and righteousness than you are. It's always their fault. We'll point it back on them. You see it how it is with these hypocrites. You need to practice what you preach. You need to apply Joel's bar to your own life, Brandon. All this junk that you see, all these reactions, because it's the soul opposing dying on the altar with Jesus. It's the self-sustainment of the lack of Calvary in your hearts, in your spirits. You're still sinning in your spirits. Truth in you. You're still committing sin and fornication with demon gods in your spirits because your spirits aren't transfigured that's completely obvious from here now union in your spirit will come with a righteous judgment a consummation of righteousness which means an ending of tolerating anything of the satanic counterfeits of the kingdom of hell pretending to be the charismatic pinnacle of the glory stream pretending to be the drunken glory Pretending to be all this stuff with the gemstones and the pearl and the light and going into heaven. They have constant visions. The prophets of Jezebel have constant dreams. They have constant signs and wonders. True. Where are you in the end times? You are in the part of Enoch where that whole second heaven's kingdom of wandering stars, which is glory... And Jezebel's sorceries, which is false Holy Spirit activity, has had a whole kingdom of false Christianity that looks like perfection. And most of you are still involved in that in a heavily organized way. And you're actually more loyal to that Luciferian antimony than you are to the Mother of Pearl, God the Father. And I can tell by your attitudes that I know which throne you're loyal to. And you think it's God... But I'm telling you, it's Satan. When it's God, you will love severity. When it's God, you will love excellence. Everything will be under the Lord and not demand. These things are basic when you're disciples. You'll work under the Lord, not for man. There'll be refinement, there'll be wisdom. You'll be quick to understand and not dull. Quick to sacrifice soul and selfishness. There isn't a defense system built up around your soul because I'm I'm doing the right thing, Brandon. You just don't understand. I'm more advanced in some areas than you. I'm more mature than some areas than you. You don't have the full picture. I'm helping you complete the full picture. Some of you demon-possessed people think. You don't help me at all. My helper is the Holy Ghost. The only thing that will help me is you dying on the cross much more thoroughly in the real kingdom of heaven. And then Christ in you will be the servant of God the Father without your mixture of stubborn pride thinking that you're helping God. Ooh, awfully quiet out here. But it is the truth anyhow. And that's being gentle with you because it's actually much worse than that. Much, much worse. And we want you to be able to receive because you can't listen to thunder. Thunder would just kill you. Thunder would destroy you. The language of the seven lightnings would leave you with nothing. And honestly, pray for that. 
Some of you just need to have an electrical storm upon your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh and literally have a new beginnings and start over. Just burn up the manure pile. I just admit that my spirit, soul, mind, and flesh have probably been in the satanic kingdom of charismatic Jezebel from my whole life, and I probably never even understand anything at Joel's bar. That'd be healthy for about 95% of you out there. To get into the actual mother of pearl, to get into the actual development of your spirit, and all the junk that you built on top of it that's just all pride of the fallen angels and some false mystic kingdom of gemstones and fake pearl, and all that junk that you've been doing that's just a garbage pile, we could totally be annihilated by lightning. Amen. And if that's something that you're scared of, then you definitely need it, because your whole life has been building in a false kingdom of light that's deceived your mind. And it's better to learn that now, and test it with lightning now, than to just get stubborn and defensive and be like, oh, you don't really know Brandon. Yeah, I do know. I do know. I understand that if you can't test it in lightning and you're afraid to test your works, your belief systems, your whole life in lightning, that it's a guarantee you've been building in the false seven mountains, in the false throne of God. And what will happen is you come over here, you get cleansed. You'll be cleansed to the measure that you get humble and get judged by the Father's lightnings. Heaven's messengers preach righteousness. What is righteousness? Hatred towards wickedness. Hatred towards the counterfeits. Righteousness exposes wickedness and all counterfeits of the throne of God are being exposed. All counterfeits of the kingdom of God are being exposed. All counterfeits of the gospel of God are being exposed. All counterfeits of the great shepherd are being exposed. Righteousness reveals what is false light. Three mountains of false light on the earth. Most Christianity and the charismatic church is on those three mountains of strange fire. You want to test them? Send this sermon to them and see how they react. Guaranteed reaction will reveal what mountain they're on. They might even be in a gemstone part of Satan's mountains. They might be up in the throne room of Lucifer as a false Jesus Christ. And he might look like he's on a cross up there too. He'll look like he's crucified up there. Yep, that's why all the Kabbalists wear crosses around their neck. Come on now, why is Madonna wearing a cross around her neck all the time? 33rd degree Kabbalah is the killing of the king of the Jews. It's the complete and total counterfeit in the high heavens of false Christianity that most of you practice right now. Shame covers all who boast in other gods, for they worship idols. For all the supernatural powers once worshipped the true and living God, but God's Zion people are content, for they know and hear the truth. That's the real mountain, called Calvary. I only want to see your cross. Anything else? You have no boasting power. Boast in Christ crucified, and you dying more each day in your spirit, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. Then you'll know the truth. And the people of praise rejoice over your judgments. Then you'll rejoice over judgments. Then you'll love severity. Why? Because the severity is the cross. You'll love the cross. Seeing that that's the only tool God has ever given man 
to crucify the false kingdom of Lucifer. And if you're not using the cross, there's zero chance you'll ever come out of deception in your whole fake Christian lives. Amen. For you are a God King, the Most High God over all the earth. You are exalted above every supernatural power. Listen, you lovers of God. Hate evil. Hate it. Come on now. We need more haters. That's not a bad thing. If you hate sin, it's the only possibility of ever loving a sinner. You don't love sin because you haven't purified your hearts to hate it in your own hearts. Only in the measure you hate the black sun in your heart and hate the black moon in your brain, which is practicing the false tree of life, practicing the false seven mountains and the false throne of God and the false cross of Jesus and all those fake falsities of all the fallen angels of light. Only then is there a revealing that you love God by hating wickedness. We need more hatred towards the false. Big time. What am I going to mess it up and hate someone better off than loving devils? Better off. You're better off being rigid and the angels have to pull you back than just tolerating sin and sinners and just being in false love. Way better off. Because now now you don't get flooded with the castration of your spirit and the bewitchment of Jezebel. Truth in him. Listen, you lovers of God, hate evil. For God can keep you from wrong. God will keep you from wrong if only you hate evil. Woo! We got these people out there hooked up with evil people that hate the Holy Spirit, that hate Christianity, that hate the Bible, that hate ultimate truth. I mean, we haven't even stepped one foot in the river yet. There are people out here that are still allowing the fallen angels in their forms to be yoked to their own souls. That's how far we are from the kingdom. We're not near the kingdom. We have barely even begun to hate evil. Only when you hate evil can you even begin to go into the river. Because the river is a river of a fountain of righteousness. Righteousness hates wickedness. It doesn't have any toleration for spirits of lust. It hates them. It has no tolerance for spirits of pride. It hates them. It hates darkness. It hates laziness. It hates deception. It hates the false kingdom of heaven. The false tree of life. It hates the throne of Satan. It hates antimony. It hates strange fire. It hates lying gemstones, lying success, lying wealth. That's what it is. Some of that stuff is success in the realm of the natural, and I just see businessmen just getting so stupid and so goofy, and it just grieves me so much how these people are trying to climb mountains of business, and they're on Satan's gemstone mountains. And you can just see how worldly they are. And their, their mind is like the black moon. Their mind is just full of Satan and they're controlled under the fallen angels 100% in their marketplace because they're building even the excellence that they're trying to be obedient to God and the commandment of God on the wrong mountain. You can't be on the wrong mountain and serve God. 
Don't matter what kind of disciple you think you are, what kind of Bible devotional and Holy Spirit speaking in tongues you think you are, you're in the wrong dimension. You're not even in the correct mountain or dimension. Repent means return to the mountain of God. Return to the holy mountain. Return to Christ within. And then pierce your hearts and then you'll find yourself on the actual mountain of sapphire and mother of pearl. And then you can build your business there as businessmen. But you have to test these things in your heart. Otherwise, you might waste the next 5, 10, 15 years of your life. Any you people watching that are trying to be disciples and trying to be priests and trying to grow and be sons of God and really trying to find God and serve God with all your heart, you need to test the mountain within you. Make sure it's not the false seven mountains. Make sure you're not in the false seven stars. Make sure that it's the cross, that it's Calvary, that it's costing you more and more of your pride, more and more of your soulish animal nature, more and more of your image bearing of external things, for a greater image bearing of internal righteousness, of bearing Christ's image from within your spirit. The image bearing of the kingdom of heaven comes out of your belly and then it's worn on your face from within. The image bearing of the fallen angels and all of their false forms is from the outside, all that is in the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride in life, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. So the image bearing of the world is never Jesus. It's always Satan. But you can put on the armor of God from within and image bear the lamb on your face. And it's not weak. It's mighty in battle. And you will defeat everything at every level. And no temptation will seize you except what is common to man. But when you are tempted, God will provide a way out. Which means every level that your inner man's developed... God is not going to test you with the Russian mafia when you're just brand new and you have all kinds of fears of man and you're just ba basic salvation stuff and you just piss yourself. He's going to give you like a little mouse test. He's going to give you little fly tests. He'll give you little rat tests. He'll give you little low level tests because that's what you can handle. When your spirit man's built up and you're around the warring angels and you've cultivated some righteousness some holiness and you can actually stand in the day of testing satan's coming but he has nothing in me so when he comes you stand and you don't fall and you're not scattered because the shepherd is formed in you strike the shepherd the sheep are scattered but the shepherd's not scattered so let the shepherd be raised in your hearts and he will be struck until he can't be struck which means you're standing on the sun and then the sun can no longer strike you it is written come on Rise up on the stairway of righteousness and holiness and sanctification with the angels already with you. Don't be seeking all the angels you don't have. That's foolishness. Calling on all the archangels and you haven't done anything with the angels you have now because you're totally deceived. Bear fruit in keeping with righteousness and repentance right where you're at and the angels already assigned you where you're at will go higher and it will upgrade the angels assigned to your left shoulder and right shoulder today. Today's the day of salvation. You don't need more angels. You don't need bigger angels. You don't need the seven archangels. You already got the angels according to the success of God the Father at your left shoulder and right shoulder already. He's just wanting you to do something with it. Rise with your angels assigned to your souls now. Practice holiness now. Hate evil now. 
and your angels will get upgraded as you overcome the temptations and pass the tests of all the demons of your level of the actual stature of your spirit in the God sperm genetics. What was level one and level two? Angels appearing to his, his parents and taking him into Egypt. Truth in you. So when you're a little baby, you can't even do nothing except your spirit sending angels from the throne to your parents to take you places so you're not killed by murderers. It was Jesus' spirit commanding the angels in that little baby body. The spirit is powerful at conception. You don't get a little weak spirit. You got the spirit of God. God's spirit. The spirit of might at birth that can command and speak to angels right at birth. And Jesus born of the Holy Spirit. So he's commanding angels out of his spirit. And he had to talk to his dull parents how to protect him from Satan and his angels, and they obeyed. Now you're born again. Let your spirit work with your angels and burn up your souls and burn up your brains. Amen. And you will go up as he went up. But if you're trying to stay in charge of it with the soulish part of you and your feelings and emotions and the flesh and blood part of you and your brain led, buddy, you need to get born again. That ain't even Christianity. That's paganism. You need to submit that meatball into the spirit part of you and repent. And then, however old your spirit is, however developed in the experiences of Jesus, the testimony of prophecy, the experience of Jesus, the path of the Lord, however developed your spirit is, then you can have the spirit spiritual experiences of Jesus but if your meatball satanic brain with all the demons in it ain't even submitted to your spirit you've never grown since you're born again never have you even grown since you're born again you have to bring the flesh down into submission to Christ to grow one day in Christ as Christians they don't teach you that in Laodicea but it's in the Bible it's apostolic New Testament Christianity in the Bible that's what Paul taught. That's what John taught. That's what Jesus Christ taught. That's what everyone that knows anything teaches. You have to bring your brain as a demon, as a beast, as an animal, as a mark of a beast, and burn that beast to Christ in your spirit for years and be consistent for years. Years and years and years. Then the flesh doesn't rule over the spirit. The spirit rules over the flesh, which means now you can actually go from glory to glory. If the flesh rules over the spirit, you'll never grow. You can sit at Joel's bar the next 25 years. You'll never grow. You won't grow once. You'll probably die of cancer. You'll die horrible deaths. Because you never grew. You just submitted to the flesh. The outer man ruled over the inner man the whole time. You just let Satan rule your whole life. You're carnal. Don't matter what kind of teaching you have. If you don't sacrifice the soul and the flesh to the spirit, you can't grow. Most of you haven't even done that yet. That's salvation foundations of basic New Testament Christianity. We need foundations of the New Testament in America. We don't even have them now. We don't have them. And in order to stand in the days ahead, you're going to have to have foundations. You're going to have to have the foundations of the real seven mountains, of the seven spirits of God, of the menorah, of the seven interior castles, 
I can't have anything else under your heart. Can't have anything else in your heart. Otherwise, when the day of the fallen angel or some demon that's more powerful than your spirit comes, because of how much junk and dirt and dust and pride is in your soul, you're gone guaranteed. And you will not walk with Jesus anymore. That's how serious sanctification is. It determines if you live or die. When these people make these decisions, they are choosing if they live or die with their whole soul, with their whole life on earth. It is not a minor choice of just leaving a fringe ministry, like all the Laodicean lukewarm idiots say. It's choosing death every single time for a lower form of Christianity where they can retain control over their own spirit because they don't love Jesus more than themselves. And that's exactly what it is. Pride, every single time, gets us to betray the Lord of glory. And you get to a place where you're consistent in crucifying your pride for the benefit of not you, but Jesus in you. Now, you're a basic day one disciple. Basic, entry-level discipleship. That's what we need. Disciples who will actually, in the glory realm, in the river of life, in their new creature, in their God-sperm genetics, not in the soul, in their spirit, serve God at the expense of soul and mind and body for Jesus' good pleasure. You have to be a servant and a slave to Jesus for years in excellence doing His will to even begin knowing about the Father. Truth in you. The Holy Spirit leads you to Jesus. Jesus leads you to the Father. You will have to be a slave to Jesus for years before you can even go into the Father. That's the only path Jesus walked in it. Amen. He had 30 years of himself, didn't he? Yep. That's what the Bible teaches. Then he received the Spirit and he had three years for the Father. That's it. So he's weos from birth because he's conceived of the Holy Spirit. After you're born again, 30 years of serving Jesus. And then you go into the mature things of serving the Father in three years. He says, the Father in me does all the, does all the works. Come on now. Jesus is the Spirit of prophecy. His experiences are your experiences. Any divergence from that path of Him growing up in your spirit is always the false kingdom. And I know the false kingdom is big time in the glory stream because I've seen it and dealt with it majorly. Majorly. There's mixture. Major mixture. There's some amazing sanctified ministers there. That's the closest relative we have in Christianity. It is so short of the standard of Enoch, it won't even prepare you for what's coming. In fact, if you don't humble your hearts, you get very stubborn thinking that's the top. It's not even close. You don't even have a grid for the top of Christianity. You've had a roof over your head. You've had judgments about what the top looks like. You think it's Joshua Mills? You think it's Joshua Mills? You think it's Bobby Connor? We love Joshua Mills. We love Bobby Connor. I'm telling you, it's Enoch. The person, literally, Metatron, here, with you, face-to-face, discipleship, in the sun, above the sun, with Enoch, all the time, with Jared, with Methuselah, with the first estate, and the offspring of the genealogies of Adam in the redemption story back into the Garden of Eden. 
And we're going all the way in. These men are righteous men, great righteous men, and their names are righteous. And their names mean splendor and glory and salvation. And you will walk with the ancients. This ain't optional. Restore the ancient paths. Okay, now what? Walk with the ancients. We're trying to just walk with Brandon and Rebecca and can, can't even do that. Walk with Brandon and Rebecca, then you'll walk with the ancients and be fortified as ancients of days, heads of days, masters of time, masters over the magic arts, masters over sorcery, masters over Kabbalah, masters over the demon gods. You will have a mastery of this universe in righteousness and holiness and in wisdom and a gospel that works with all people, not just your little clique, not just your little comfort zone, not your like-minded animals in the flesh of your family members with the same DNA as you. That doesn't take any skill whatsoever. Zero. What takes skill is now becoming a master of the animal forms in Babylon of all the different types of 70 root nations of Babel's DNA when it's the most different than you and you know your gospel is so angelic, it works the same in Kenya, it works the same in Russia, it works the same in China as it does in Mexico. It don't even matter. This is sovereign, angelic gospel of the conquering of the mid-heavens. And the law of the stars, and the actions of the stars, and the order of the stars, once it's practiced through your upright spirit, works in sovereignty everywhere. You've seen it worked in sovereignty in wickedness, and you got faith for that. Now see it work in uprightness of righteousness, which is called the government of the kingdom of heaven and the heavenly Sanhedrin. Those who have the name of the heavenly Jerusalem written on their heads, which is government. And I want government to be on all your heads. That's what Jesus Christ said. He says, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What's his head? Government. You're not mature enough to put my government on your head. Because your head's in the realm of the dead. Can't even stop thinking about yourself. And money. And bills. And people pleasing. And lust. And religion. Once you start to get penetrated deeply in your brain with righteous light, then the penetration of the unrighteous light the penetration of the Satans is lesser and lesser in your brains so that your senses are sanctified for righteousness and for the pleasure of God the Father's name written on your brains. All fallen angel influence comes through the penetration of the brain. Put on the full armor of God. You need your head covered, otherwise you'll be under demonic influence constantly. But once you're covered, you're under holy influence constantly. Keep going after that. Brighter to brighter. How much can he write his name on your head? Until your brightness of your head is the same brightness of his head, the rainbow mind of Christ. Amen. Anyone around you can see the rainbow. He's in the flesh. Revelation 4. And you can see the physical rainbow around the physical body of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. When you start to get it, they'll see the rainbow around your head physically materialize through their physical eyes. Oh, that'll happen en masse all over the world. Once we start to operate in the actual mind of Christ, instead of just chimpanzee, or just some internal mind, and I have the mind of Christ in my belly. It has to come all the way up. 
has to conquer your heart, has to conquer your whole head, has to rest on your head. Amen. And then you need to see it. And then it needs to work with all 70 root nations of animal DNA on earth. If you don't test it with 70 nations, you're fake. You're untested. You need to be contested. You need to be challenged. And you need to stand against the Satans and stand against their animal forms of beasts, birds, and reptiles. And when you stand and what you have works, now you have the gospel. Walk in it. Now grow in light. Now you're walking in righteousness. Now you're scarcely saved. Now you're walking in the luminaries. Now you're upright. Amen. The third parable will end after this. Enoch 58 in the Hermania translation from Fortress Press, Minneapolis. Isn't that precious? Takes 50 translations of Enoch and puts them all together in the most accurate translation in the universe and it came out of Minneapolis. We're the best. Not my opinion. Bob Jones told me in a congregation of 1200 people, Minneapolis is the government of God of all the world. That's what he said. The gasped. Really all good. I said it. Yeah, I already knew that. I already knew that, Bob. And I began to speak the third parable concerning the righteous and concerning the chosen. Blessed are you, righteous and chosen. For glorious will be your lot. The righteous will be in the light of the Holy Spirit. The righteous will be in the light of the sun. Got you there. You feel that one? You got exercise in your senses. The righteous will be in the light of the sun. And the chosen in the light of everlasting life. That's why you can't be sleeping around a lion of Judah. It might pounce on you. Tear the flesh off your heart. The righteous will be in the light of the sun. S-U-N. Suck it. And the chosen in the light of everlasting life. The days of their life will have no end. Oh, overcoming death. Written 5,000 years ago. Just hearing about it right now. Paul knew about it. And the days of the holy will be innumerable. Beyond counting. What's the key? Holiness and righteousness above the sun through your spirit. That your inner man is as angelic as the creator of the universe. Anything less than that is Satan. They will seek the light and find righteousness. With the Lord of Spirits, there will be peace for the righteous in the name of the eternal Lord Jesus Christ. And after this, it will be said to the Holy Ones that they should seek in heaven the secrets of righteousness. Now what? Seek in heaven the secrets of righteousness, the lot of faith, the rewards of faith, the promises of the promised land of faith, seeking the secrets of righteousness in the heavenlies. For the sun, S-U-N, the sun has risen upon the earth. Come on. 
in the jar of clay the sun has risen in the USA and darkness has passed away there will be light that does not cease eternal summer is here and to a limit of days they will not come eternal days ancient of days for darkness will first have been destroyed and light will endure before the Lord of Spirits the light of truth will endure forever before the Lord of Spirits and to what your appetite this is just a preview for tomorrow Enoch 59 now pay attention in those days my eyes saw the secrets of the lightnings and the luminaries and their laws <laughs> thank you Lord Jesus for the teachings of righteousness for this remnant of your body being trained as special forces to be successful in their church planting in Mogadishu. If you'd like to buy the Kevlar vests and the AR-13, 14, 15, 16, 17 for the equipping of Joel's army, sign up to become financial partners, begin tithing at least 60%, maybe 80 if you have faith, for the Father's house, for the armies of the living God, for building His kingdom, and go from glory to glory in your giving, glory to glory in your business on the true mountain of the throne of God, whose summit reaches all the way into the heaven of heavens. It spans seven heavens tall, and it never ends. That's where you want to plant all your business, all your relationships, all your life activities. Be with the holy watchers in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we'll see you tomorrow.
Thine is the 